Hello and welcome to the next in my series of studies in John's Gospel. Well, I want to talk a little bit about signs. Now, if you walk or see me around Sutton, you may well very often see me wearing my woolly hat. This is my woolly hat. For those of you on the podcast, uh, I apologize. But the thing about this woolly hat is you may look at it and say, well, that just tells me that he's wearing a woolly hat. But actually, closer observers of my woolly hat will learn more than the fact that I'm wearing a woolly hat. It has a little sign on the front, a little logo, a little emblem, which is the sign for Cambridge United. So actually, this hat is telling you more about me. It tells you that I have a weird obsession with Cambridge United and I'm willing to wear that and proclaim that wherever I am. It tells you that uh, Cambridge United matter to me. Actually, I often wear this hat, and I know when occasionally when I see photographs of myself wearing this hat, and I guess when I look back at the video of me wearing this hat, I know that it doesn't look great. It, I, I, it's not my finest view. It makes me look slightly strange, and as others tell me, it makes me look in need of accommodation. But I keep wearing it for another reason. And another reason that this hat is a signpost to something, and that is I absolutely hate cold ears. Many years ago, some of you will know, I had long hair. And ever since I've had my head shaved, I've had an aversion to cold ears. So this hat signposts two things. It signposts, well, maybe three things. It signposts, firstly, that Cambridge United matters to me, and I'm not ashamed of them, and I'm proud of them, and I want to tell people that I support them. It's signposts, secondly, that I don't really care about my appearance that much. I've got to an age where I'm not trying to attract people by the way I look. And thirdly, it's signposts to the fact that I like to have my head warm and that matters to me. Now, why are we going on about signs? Well, the verse I want to dwell on this, this evening, this, where are we? Wherever we're looking at this this morning, this evening, whatever it is, the verse I want to dwell on uh, talks about something that Jesus did as a sign. So let's look at the context. Jesus has ridden into Jerusalem on a donkey. He has enacted the prophecy from Zechariah. Uh, we talk about this on Palm Sunday, and that was our last study. But I want to go beyond that to the study before, because that isn't the sign. Although it was a sign, that isn't the sign that the verse we're going to look at talks about. Verse 16 of John 12 tells us that his disciples did not understand this riding in on a donkey. And only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. And this is where we pick it up. Now, the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. So what we're talking about is not the Palm Sunday. The Palm Sunday was uh, oh, the triumphal entry on a donkey and the hosanna and the palm leaves. That was a response to what had happened before, which was the raising of Lazarus who had been dead for four days. And we looked at that in previous talks. And that's where we get verse 18. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign. The sign was raising Lazarus, went out to meet him. Now, John uses this phrase, sign, of all the miracles nearly in, in his gospel. He uses it a lot of times, and we've maybe referred to it and passed over it before, but I want to dig a little deeper uh, and reflect on this idea. He says that the people went to see Jesus 
because they had heard of the sign. So what does it mean? Well, the Pharisees saw that it was all going wrong. The Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. The people were seeing something in the raising of Lazarus that was attracting them to Jesus. So why does John call this, or the people call this a sign? And why did this attract people? So let's be clear what John means when he talks about things as a sign. He's talking about a supernatural activity that reveals or points to something more important than the miracle itself. In other words, the raising of Lazarus was like the emblem on my hat. It was telling us more than Lazarus is now alive. They aren't rushing to meet Jesus and to see Jesus simply because Lazarus is alive. The raising of Lazarus is saying something more than once Lazarus was dead and now he's alive. And a sign is not a guarantee. The sign isn't that anyone is never going to die anymore, that from now on, everybody when they die, Jesus will raise them from the dead. The sign is not a guarantee of what is going to happen. It's a pointer to something that is going to happen. And that's what the, the biblical use of the word sign is about. It's an indication of what is coming. Sometimes people talk about omens or uh, uh, revelations. And there's a, there's a connection with this idea. It's a pointer to what is to come. But it is also a declaration and a pointer and an indication as to who Jesus is. So this raising of Lazarus is telling us something about what is to come and something about who Jesus is. So what was the Lazarus resurrection a sign of? Well, it was a pointer to future resurrection. It wasn't saying that death was never going to happen. It wasn't saying that people weren't going to die anymore. But it was saying that in the future, those who died would rise not after four days, but as Jesus makes out in a number of times, clear in a number of times in the New Testament, at the last day, at his return, he would raise everyone from death. And that's the pointer, that Lazarus is not saying everybody here is going to rise within four days. He's saying everyone here will rise when I return. And the second pointer that becomes really significant in the days that follow because this occurs right at the beginning of Easter week, uh, six or seven days before Jesus uh, is crucified. It is a pointer to the fact that Jesus has power over death. Jesus is the Lord of death. He is the one who can raise people from the dead. Now, I was also, and I want to sort of for the last part of our time listening and talking together, reflect on this idea that people were uh, influenced by this sign. They continued to spread the word, verse 17 tells us. And because others heard about this sign that other people were telling them about, they went out to meet Jesus. So that caused me to think this and ask this question of myself and, and to share it with you that we might reflect together. What sign have we seen? What indication have we seen of what is to come? 
and what indication have we seen of the, the power of Jesus through his spirit at work? What pointer to the future might we say, look, I've seen this. We've talked a lot of, in John's gospel about the use of the word witness, of just saying, this is what I've seen. What is it that we've seen that is a pointer to the future? And what is it that we've seen that is a pointer to the power and the reality and the effect and the implication of Jesus living within us now by the power of his Holy Spirit? What is it that is a pointer to the Spirit of Jesus within us? So I want to invite us to think about possible signs that we might have seen. The first might be that we have in our experience something where we pray to God and we believe we have seen a miracle. It's my kind of experience and kind of belief that most people by the end of their life will have seen a dramatic answer to prayer. It may only be one. In fact, my, part of my experience is that most people see one just undeniable intervention of God. And the reason we see one and not every single prayer is a dramatic miracle is that that, that miracle is a sign of what is to come rather than the norm of what is now. And actually, I find it really helpful to see miracles as signs rather than the expectation of reality. If they were the expectation of reality, we wouldn't call them miracles. We would call them the science of life now. But they are the breaking of science. They are the, the, the tearing open of heaven and the kingdom of God at work now that is a pointer, a taster, a revelation of what is to come. Many of us will have that answer to prayer. And some of us won't have yet. We've not yet had that happen to us. But I wonder what sign we have seen that points to the fact that one day there will be no more illness, no more suffering, no more death, no more mourning. That prayer we prayed and God intervened and there was a healing, there was a deliverance, there was a freedom. And we may ask ourselves, why hasn't that been repeated? And actually seeing it as a sign may be a helpful way of understanding that. And how has that pointed to Jesus? Well, it's told us that the power of the creator who holds all science is at work and available through the power of his spirit. And how do we tell that story? Sometimes we're embarrassed of the answered prayer because we feel Others haven't experienced that answered prayer. And so we keep quiet about our testimony. But when we see it as a sign, it perhaps enables us to say to others, I have seen this and it trust, enables me to trust for what is to come. There was this time when I prayed and God dramatically healed and intervened. And that encourages me to believe that that is the future as I'm raised in eternity. That the creator is at work in Jesus. And when Jesus raises me from the dead, 
that which became a miracle will be the norm in heaven. So I wonder if we can share our story with others with a little bit more confidence that this was a sign of what is to come and it gives us hope and it helps us to look forward with expectation. But there may be other signs that we can share that there are times when we have real, felt a real supernatural presence, that we undeniably, unmistakably felt God with us, perhaps at a point of conversion, perhaps at a point uh, of worship, perhaps in a point of prayer, perhaps in a point of real difficulty, when we felt the room was filled with God's presence. Now again, we may not all have yet had that experience. And once again, some of us will have had that and wondered why that isn't the norm. No, it isn't the norm because it's a sign, a sign of what is to come, a, a down payment, uh, if you like, a deposit that's telling us of what will be. It points to a future when there will be a time when there is no separation, no doubt, no wondering where God is, where we will be with God and he will be our God and we will be uh, inseparable from him. And where the time in eternity where there is no distance, no barrier, no alienation from God. And we've seen a sign of that. We've seen a, a, a glimpse of that. We've seen something that points us to it. And it points to Jesus being God with us. And by his spirit, he is God with us. It may be that the sign we have seen is an incredible experience of God's love. And there was a time when we overwhelmingly knew that we were loved. And we felt forgiven, we felt valued, we felt and understood why Jesus had died for us. I have that particular experience very much around my conversion. I had a real sense of understanding that the cross was for me. And there was a pointer to me that God's love will never depart and never fail me. And even though I don't always feel it and I don't always know it uh, in my heart, with my head I can say that I've seen a sign that God's love is unfailing. And that his spirit loves so much that he takes my place on the cross. And that all the New Testament words about God's love expressed and demonstrated and revealed in Jesus are applied through his spirit at work in me. And I am loved and valued. And I've seen the sign of that because I felt it in unmistakable power at moments. But again, I might say, well, why isn't that the norm? It isn't the norm because it's a sign of what is to come. It may be that the sign we've experienced is of real forgiveness, of our guilt completely cleansed, of the shame and the regret and the mistakes that had tormented us mentally being washed and cleansed away. And it's a pointer to this time 
when there is no condemnation, when we are completely free. And it's an indication that Jesus' spirit is bringing new life and that whatever I have done can be wiped away and cleansed and I can make a new start. And that the spirit of Jesus at work in me is a spirit who says, let's begin again. Let's not throw stones or hold on to the past or fear but let's come with confidence into the presence of God. And this sign is there. And there are times when I can embrace fully the forgiveness of Jesus. And there are times when I lean on the sign I felt and I in faith trust still in his forgiveness. It may be that the sign we've seen is just a sense of finding a profound meaning to life and a profound purpose and knowing with clarity what we are meant to do And it's a pointer that our treasure is in heaven because Jesus is calling us to a more important meaning to life than simply building an empire here. And the the, the sign is that when we respond to the call to be a disciple, we discover that we're building something for the future. And it's a pointer to Jesus' spirit wanting to guide us for what is real life and to follow that purpose he has given. And finally, maybe the sign that we've felt or seen or experienced is that at a difficult moment, we look back and see that God gave us the strength to overcome, and we've been brought through that. And that this is the pointer to the victory, that whatever difficulties we experience, God will prevail, he will overcome, and we will come through and we will be with Jesus in eternity where there is no more sorrow. And that the pointer to is Jesus' spirit is the strength giver. Why am I saying all this? Well, because they had seen something in the raising of Lazarus that they knew was a sign to something more. And they went and told everybody what they had seen. And the consequence of that was that people went out to meet Jesus. It wasn't we're told that they believed in him. They just wanted to go more out and find out more about Jesus. And so that's been an encouragement to me to tell the stories, for us to tell the stories of what we have seen that are signs that others might go and inquire. It's not down to me whether they believe, but it is for me to tell them what I've seen that they might want to know more about him. And so our questions for reflection are threefold. What signs have we experienced? Have we seen God dramatically do a miracle? Have we felt and experienced an an overwhelming sense of God being in the room? Have we felt a deep sense of being loved? Have we felt cleansed? Have we felt a call? Have we found strength? And can we share these stories that others might want to know more about Jesus. They they might go and look for him here at church or in Alpha or online or wherever. And we're not telling people how it needs to be for them. We're just telling them the sign that we've seen that points to something we believe that is greater that is to come. We're not trying to explain away suffering or or explain or understand the difficulties of life. We're simply saying we've seen glimpses of what is to come that gives us hope. We've seen the signpost that tells us more than what we've just seen. 
So what is the sign that you've experienced? Maybe all of them, maybe just one of them, maybe one or two. And when then is, is it appropriate and effective to share our story? Not to ram it down people's throat, not to crowbar it into conversations, but to be confident that there may be, because we've been praying, a time when it's right to say, this is what happened to me. This is what I've seen. This is my story. And lastly, who do we want to see take a step towards looking for Jesus? Who is it that we'd love the opportunity to share the signs that we've seen, that they might say, well, I want to come with you to church. I want to come with you to Alpha. I want to ask some more questions. Who is it that we could be praying for, for those opportunities to share our story and see them take a step forward? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we bring to you name those folks who we long to look for you, who come to come out and meet you, to come with us to church or Alpha or to an event or to ask us more. And so we ask that you would hear our prayer for them. And if and when it's right, show us the times to simply tell our stories. And Lord, would you open our eyes and minds to the things you have done that perhaps we've forgotten or overlooked or explained away. Remind us of the signs we've seen. And for those of us who say, Lord, we, we haven't seen anything, would you reveal yourself again by your spirit? Would you show us these signs of your kingdom? For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.